I'm Helen Karakulak. And I'm Alice Murphy, and this is Overworked But Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking into the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better balance the many things we like and occasionally don't like to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career and big picture objectives, or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. This week's episode is an end of semester celebration. We've just made it to the end of the study period and are hectically hustling in anticipation of the holiday season upon us. We're joined in the studio with our good friend Mal from Hyperfeminism, the podcast, to chat about finally finishing our fourth semester of uni and what comes next. Mal is a 21-year-old journalism student and an all-round excellent person. She's tough, she's quick-witted, and she's had one hell of a year. From surgery to smashing the patriarchy one Insta story at a time, to know her is to love her, or to be a freaking idiot. I'll pop the link to Mal's socials and Hyperfeminism, the podcast, in the description. And if you pay particular attention to episode three, you might just hear a familiar voice. Thanks for joining us, Mal. Oh my god, that's the sweetest introduction on the planet. So we want to start with a rapid fire word association. Great. So first thing that pops into your head, university. Stress. Holidays. Relief. Drinking. Fun. Cool. We asked around and here were your thoughts. University. Hell. Stress. Stress. <laughs> Not my problem. Drinking. Alcohol. To forget. Fun. Regret. Throwing up. <laughs> Holidays. Love. Christmas. Keen. What was everyone's high and low point in the year? Shall we start with the lows? Yeah, I think mine's pretty obvious. My low point was breaking my leg and tearing a bunch of stuff and needing two lots of surgery. Do you want to tell the story about how you broke your leg? Aggressively not. (laughs) But it's my favorite story. I hate it. I don't want to tell it. (laughs) The Cliff Notes version. I broke my leg because I fell over in a club. (laughs) It's not an interesting story. It's, it's a so cute funny anecdote, though. though. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Cause like you never, I'm. You got to start telling people that you were like dancing on a bar, or you were yeah. like, yeah. You got to like really dress it up. Well, that's every time I tell a story. Yeah, you guess DJ'd. You <laughs> people guess. They're like, what was she doing dancing on a bar? And I'm like, no, the floor was just slippery and she fell. I thought you were gonna say that you just say yes no matter what. They say like, oh, was she dancing on a bar? Oh, was she really drunk? Oh, was she trying to DJ? Oh, was she dancing? And you just say yes no matter what. Now, what was your low point in the year? I think recovering from my surgery. Um, so I had a laparoscopy um, to investigate and excise endometriosis. And the recovery for that was really tough. It was rough physically, but it was really rough mentally. And you can find out more about that on Hyperfeminism, the podcast, or Hyperfeminism, the blog, where Mal posted a video of her surgery oh my recovery. God, my vlog. Yeah, if you want to see me very clearly not recovered from anesthetic trying to stand up straight in a bathroom... There's that on the internet. (laughs) It's hilarious. I love it. (laughs) I love that you were like, yes, this needs to go on the internet. I thought I was fine. I woke up and I was like, just groggy. And the nurse told me to go back to sleep. (laughs) And then I like walked into the bathroom to get changed. And I was like, yeah, like I feel fine. I'm so fine. And like when I went back to like, I stayed in a hotel with my mum to recover. And yeah, I was like, I'm fine. And mum was like, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. You're not fine. What I love about these low points is that we're laughing about them. Yeah. Humor is the best way to deal with very It's real a coping pain. mechanism. It is a coping <laughs> mechanism, but the fact that we can laugh about them is shows that like it's a really positive thing and yeah. your leg's not broken anymore and you're out of recovery. Yeah. <laughs> 
no longer suffering from anesthetic ruining my body. Exactly. Oh man, it messes with you so bad. So much. So much more than you could possibly think it would. What about you, Helen? What's your low point? My low point was probably deciding that I wanted to see a psychologist because that was really, really hard. But I guess that's also kind of a high. Yeah, I was going to say. Because it was a really big step for Yeah, me. like that's it, huge. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest high and low, weirdly enough. Just deciding that, hey, you know what? I'm going to get my head right. Yeah, I mean, that's a massive step like in anyone's like health, especially mental health like journey or whatever. It's like just like admitting that you need help is like one step, but actually going out and getting that help is so terrifying. Oh yeah, 100%. So like that's, yeah, while it's a low point, it's sort of also a huge win because it's like I was able to look after myself enough and took that much initiative to go, I actually do need somebody else. Yeah, It's sort of like the, you get to your low point just before you get there. Like you get to the low point and that's when you admit to yourself that you do need mm-hmm. help and when you hopefully go and get it well that's what my therapist said in my first session with her she said people often hit a very low low before they admit that they need some sort of help whether that be medication or therapy or psychiatry people often hit a very low point to realize that they were like hey like i knew it wasn't going great but i thought i could handle it myself but you actually do have to hit something lower to go actually no i need someone to help me through this stuff yeah definitely So all of our lows had something to do with health Mm -hmm. and we're all dealing with those things while we are full-time at uni. (laughs) So what was your uni-related low for the year? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was there a particular assignment? Was there a particular presentation? Was there a particular class, a particular tutor, a particular person in one of your classes? It was a sociology course um, that they've now changed from being a second year course to now it's a third year course. And I was taking two sociologies like um, next to it and they were both third year or equivalents anyway, because this one, yeah, was. And in one of them, I was getting like distinctions and high distinctions. But in this one, I was getting P1s on every assignment. And like, yes, I did it all the night before, <laughs> but I do that with every class. Yeah. And usually it's fine. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell? Like, this is the same discipline. What do you mean? Like, how are my grades literally polar opposites? Yeah. That was my uni low. It was just really frustrating. Was it because you were struggling with the content or was it because of no, like, it was fine. Like even like my last essay I submitted and I was like, you know what? That was actually all right. Like, I think I did all right. And then I got a P1 and I was like, what the, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Alice, do you have a similar sociology story? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because I did break my leg, I couldn't go to uni for the first semester. So I tried to do it online. Uh, I ended up dropping, of the three courses that I was doing, I dropped two of them because I just couldn't understand it and needed to be there to do the learning. But I kept the sociology course. And it's really hard to do a sociology subject when you can't be in class for discussions because so much of, for me anyway, the way I understand it is through those class discussions. So that was really hard to do the learning and then to write the essays on things that I didn't understand, but I passed and I never have to do it again. So I'm happy. (laughs) Mine would be a class that I took in first semester. I've complained to both of you about this course. And what sucks is that, so this is one of the classes for my creative writing degree. And I had an option between this one or another core course. 
and I chose this one because I think the alternative was poetry and I was like well I'm even worse at poetry than I am at short fiction (laughs) but yeah I got through this class and I was in the classes and I felt really engaged and I was doing the writing activities and I thought oh yeah I understand the content and then I submitted the first two assignments and I got a p1 for both of them and I just was really deterred I was like oh crap maybe I'm not as good of a writer as I thought I am maybe I am just like really self-centered and really vain and just thought that my work was way better than it is and it kind of knocked me down a peg and I it was really really hard to get out of that yeah it really hits you to the ground because you're like wait no I thought I got it yeah like I I thought I understood I've been going to the classes I've I've been doing more for this class than I've done for the other three and I'm getting distinctions in those so what's happening right it just sort of and you automatically go Oh, it's my writing. Like, even when it's a class that's not focused on writing, like, you're like, oh, it's the way I'm writing this. Like, they hate the way that I write. Yeah, they hate the way that I write. And because I am on a career path that's so based in writing, I'm thinking, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm never going to get anywhere. It's really hard to be told through a grade that you're not doing as well as you thought you were at something that you're really passionate about. Yeah. And it's very difficult, especially in my situation, when you're told through a grade and you then follow that grade up and you then like all of the feedback you're receiving in class doesn't match that grade. Mm. Yeah. But I finished the semester with the final assignment with a HD and I was ecstatic and like so shocked I fell off my bed when I saw the, <laughs> when I saw that the grade was released. I genuinely was like bracing myself for a fail. I had scaled my expectations so far down and was very pleasantly surprised. I love when that happens. So again, a low and a high. Even though Helen is bad at doing the lows. <laughs> um, what was your high point this year? Oh, that's a tough one. It's not a specific point, but I think my high point is really the way that I've started to think about the relationships in my life and how I attach my worth to them. I have issues that my therapist is about all the time with um, not seeing my worth in relationships. But I think that this year I have really been able to see what I deserve in friendships and like what's come out of that has been really wonderful because I have all these amazing people in my life that I care about deeply and know that they care about me. And it's just been a really lovely way to sort of end the semester going, Oh, look at all these people I have around me. They're so lovely. I love them so much. (laughs) That's amazing. And we love you too. And you're very lovable. But I think that is a really important life skill to sort of teach yourself. And it's a constant skill. It's constantly growing and changing and adapting to whatever situations you're in with whoever you may meet. Mm. And it's such an easy one to lose. Like any experience that's a little bit like traumatic or like just really hurts can really just throw your perception and you sort of carry that into all of your other relationships. Yeah. The high for me this year was a couple of weeks ago now, I went with the soccer team that I've been coaching for the year to Shepparton in Victoria. Don't roll your eyes at me. (laughs) Um, And we entered a competition and we won. And these are the girls that I've been working with all year and I've made some really good connections and I just, I couldn't be more proud. And in a year that because of the aforementioned lows was not very good, I made some really amazing connections at the club and with those girls and with the people that I was working with and winning and seeing how happy they were was really special for me. So that's probably my high. That's so beautiful. That's awesome.
my high. Oh god, there are there are actually quite a few. I do think I've had a pretty good year, looking back. As much as it, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, don't hate me. As much as it was hard, I think I have had a pretty good year in terms of I've done a lot of new things that I never thought I would do before. I have a podcast for one. What? Oh, what's it called? It's called Overworked but Optimistic. <laughs> Follow our social media. Subtle plug. Great review on Apple Podcasts. Please improve our rating. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never thought that I would be doing a podcast that came out every fortnight and editing it myself and actually being able to get it up on time occasionally. And (laughs) I never thought that I would be writing anything that would go up on an online publication. And I am, I'm writing reviews and I've gotten to see so many amazing shows. I've gotten to present an award this year, but like that was just such a different experience and just trying a lot of new things that should have scared me to tears. And in some cases did, but actually turned out for the best that's really awesome and i got to see all of my amazing friends doing amazing things and gotten to support them through that and as much as they've had surgeries and done (laughs) had all kinds of lows i also know that mal's podcast is amazing and listening to it is so heartwarming and just feels so real alice doing all of the amazing things she's doing teching on all sorts of different productions and bumping in and bumping out for bands like you too to celebrate in my friends successes and have them share in my own which is a really cool thing i think as a part of that and i think all three of us have had this and had this with each other just the friendships that i've made this year that have um either new friends or that have just become a lot stronger have made the year a lot more tolerable definitely whether it's my 15 little sisters or like helen and i've been friends for quite a while but we're doing cool stuff together now and mal and i i don't know when we met but this year we've definitely but yeah absolutely this year we've become friends this year yeah and i think it's really nice that all of our highs involve other people yeah yeah like even when you're talking about like you're writing like you're part of like a group of people who do that and it's a group of people who've recognized like how freaking awesome you are which is really cool and like you with the the soccer team like it's just really cool that like our experiences are with other people yeah and like all of the work that you do with the tick club yeah, absolutely. I love Sarah so much. <laughs> yeah, and all of the people. I'll also link to the Tick Club in the yep. description of this She's episode amazing. because it's so good. And just the generally working with strong women. Yeah, yeah, and just being able to collaborate with awesome people who like can just lift each other up. Yeah, absolutely. And, gotten a bit off topic. And weed out all of the people that drag you down. What was the highlight of your academic year? Oh yeah, it seems like there's so many things that have happened and I'm like, which ones were good? (laughs) Uni high. Oh, well, my gender and society class that I took last semester was like an absolute high for me because not only did I like not have to do a lot of the reading because a lot of it I had already read (laughs) and like I got to like talk to my lecturer about Kimberly Crenshaw who's like She's a woman who coined the term um, intersectionality. She's really cool. She has a podcast. It's amazing. So, like, that was really cool. And, like, as part of um, Women's History Month, we went to Parliament House. Like, our tutor organised. She, like, moved our tutor and we went for, like, a tour of Parliament House and they gave us, like, history of, like, women in South Australian Parliament. And then we got to watch um, a session of Parliament. So, like, that was really cool. One of my, like, academic slash uni highs has been the fact that this podcast is actually one of my assessments. Yeah, me too. And it's so much fun. Yeah. And also the class that I use it for is called Digital Performance. And it was 
just the learning of it was about all these different aspects of technology used in art and it was really interesting and really cool and getting to use this podcast as a part of the assessment was definitely a bonus cool yeah no absolutely i same here exactly the same high because this podcast was born out of probably years of you and i driving to and from places together and saying we should start a podcast because we're so funny but honestly if we were to record ourselves in the car it would be very inappropriate we would have an extremely explicit rating and no one would listen to us but the fact that i was able to develop it through a class about radio journalism and podcasts that taught me so much about the way that we write for different styles of news and Mm. like touch on radio which is something that I had never done before and then that I could take that to Alice and develop it even further and have now nine episodes under our belt and be able to say this is something that I've created with one of my best friends that I'm really really proud of it's just amazing yeah it's been pretty awesome and the same thing with hyperfeminism, the podcast and the blog. Yeah, it was really cool that like a class helped me because like I knew for a while that like I wanted to do a podcast to go along with my blog, but was like just really hesitant and anxious about starting it. So it was really cool that I got to develop the first episode like as an assessment. Yeah, I completely agree. And not just the first episode, but even a proposal, a teaser. Yeah. Like that class, I feel like really made me feel a lot more prepared. Oh yeah, it really to helped to like that. flesh out the idea. Yeah, definitely. And now we we don't script our episodes, as you can tell, because we go on a lot of tangents. But in terms of structuring them and writing an intro, writing an outro, knowing what we want every episode to be about... And even just using the technology. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the fact that uni has given us those resources is just amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you guys officially done? Have you submitted your last thing? Yes. (laughs) What about you? Almost. Almost. I'm going to submit it tonight. So usually at the end of every episode, we do a little segment in which we say something we're not looking forward to and something we are looking forward to. But... Because the semester is ending, and by the time this comes out, even Helen will have finished her assignments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just go with how are you going to celebrate the end of your semester? Well, as of when we're recording this, in two days, I'm going to get myself and my cat in the car, and we're going to drive home to my mum's house in Melbourne for the holidays. Um, and I get to go back to work and see all my kids and do some more swimming teaching. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. A week from when this episode comes out, roughly, we will be in Port Hughes, which should be really fun. And there's going to be sun and sand and probably some screaming teenagers. (laughs) Um, Me. (laughs) We love a good karaoke that's really just us screaming lyrics. Yeah. Yes. But it should be really fun. We're going to get a bunch of our friends down there and just have a good chill time and just have some drinks, unwind, go swimming. Yay! Yeah, it's going to be it's chill. It's going to be great. Is your celebration the same as mine? Um, I'm really looking forward to heading to Port Hughes as well. Um, my parents have a shack up there, so we're going to go and spend uh, the weekend up there and hang out and, like Helen said, go to the beach, get too much sun and listen to too much music. And then tonight, uh, Helen and I are going to see a show at my favourite little theatre in Adelaide called the Bakehouse Theatre. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are seeing a show. It's such an adorable theatre. On Saturday, a show that I was working on called The Method closed at the Bakehouse Theatre, which is why 
I know I like the theatre <laughs> because it, it's a really cute theatre and it wasn't built for it so it's got its quirks but it's really cool and the show was so much fun I was working with some really amazing people cool uh, that's it for this episode of Overworked but Optimistic tune in in two weeks time for our next episode thank you very much Mao, for being on this one thank you for and having me make sure you check out Hyperfeminism the podcast and the blog because it's very interesting and very fun to work on <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at ovbutop spelled O-V-B-U-T-O-P